I have a little boy called William who has got cerebral palsy and because of him I started a blog called Mum on a Mission. I also run a Facebook page under the same name um, and I discuss all sorts of things about life with a disabled child. When I think back to 2009 when William was born, it's all a little bit of a blur. The staff whisking me into theatre for emergency c-section, my baby being taken to special care, the doctors telling me he had brain damage, being moved to other hospitals, different wards and eventually being discharged, thinking that the worst was over, only for it to all start again when we met different doctors, were given different diagnosis, different opinions from different therapists who gave us different predictions for the future. William's now eight, and life has settled down a lot. Or maybe it's just become our normal, I'm not really sure. But I often think back to day one and all the days after that, which led me to where I am now. And I wonder if there's anything I would tell myself as reassurance or advice if I could go back in time. Is there anything I wish I'd have known back then that would have made the first months or years a bit easier? And yeah, there are a few things I'd tell myself. And maybe they'll help you or someone you know who's at the beginning of the roller coaster ride that you find yourself on when your baby's born with a disability. Firstly, the doctors are not always right. They have no crystal ball and they cannot tell the future. We were told so many different things by different professionals. And while some of them have been correct, many weren't. We were told that our baby's vision was so impaired he wouldn't be able to tell the difference between us and a stranger. Those were the heartbreaking words we were given by a doctor who specialises in sight at Great Ormond Street. And we were devastated, as you can imagine. But William was under one then. He'd suffered a traumatic birth injury. His brain hadn't fully developed. And so we were really hopeful that the doctor was wrong. And he was. William does have visual impairment and he wears glasses to help. But he can see a lot. And he recognises people and loves to look at books and watch TV. We were told he wouldn't be able to understand us, but he understands more than anyone gives him credit for. We often catch him laughing at a joke on The Simpsons or listening to the latest gossip and laughing at something funny. We were also advised not to bother with certain therapies because they wouldn't help. Luckily, we ignored them and they did help. So I would tell myself and anyone at the beginning of their journey that you should listen to the professionals, but take their predictions and advice with a little bit of a pinch of salt. You know your child better than any of them do. You know what they're capable of and what they can or can't do. You know when to push therapies, to try new things or when to stop if it's not working. You are the decision maker as far as your child goes. So stand up to them if you disagree. Secondly, surround yourself with people who get it. I was really lucky. I met a couple of other mums with disabled children when William was quite little, but it wasn't really soon enough. And it's only when you find families going through similar experiences, as you are, that you realise how much you need them. I had plenty of friends when William was born, and they were amazing and really supportive. But try as they might, they didn't really get it. And it's very difficult to know how much information they really want to hear. So you find yourself telling your friends, oh, he's fine, when they ask. Because you don't really want the conversation to be all about your life and your problems. But the trouble with that is that they think he's fine, as I found out when one friend told me they were so glad to hear that William was better now. Over the years, I've gathered a really nice circle of friends who have children with a variety of disabilities and medical conditions. We support each other and we talk about our kids, therapies, medications and stuff. We offer advice when it's asked for and we shut up when it's not, because we get it. I call them the super mums, but we don't just talk about our kids. 
those friends are friends for life because although our kids were the reason we met they're now real friends friends who go to concerts together go on holiday together we meet for coffee yes we get drunk occasionally and we know that we can rant to each other when we need to our husbands know each other we go to the same groups our kids go to school together and we support each other when one of us ends up in hospital with our child We've shared and supported each other through births, deaths, engagements, weddings, divorce, heartbreak, romance. We've been there for each other no matter what time of day or night when we're dealing with sickness or seizure. We've supported each other through hospital stays, diagnosis, and we've shared our delights and excitements when our children have done something new, no matter how small. If I could go back to the start, I'd tell myself to find those people sooner. I'd ask my paediatrician, the therapist, or my health visitor if they could introduce me to other families in my area. I'd also find some Facebook groups to get support from on a national scale. And I know I'd also find local people from them too. And as much as I know I'd hate it, I would make myself get out and go to a support group. Because I know now that I would have been welcomed with open arms by families who get it if I had done that. Lastly, I'd say accept that life is not what you were expecting. That it doesn't really matter. I spent far too long wishing that things were different. Comparing my life to my friends, comparing William to their babies and wondering why this happened to us. And then I realised it didn't happen to us. It happened to him and I needed to be the best mum I could be to help him get through life and enjoy it as much as he could. Being envious of other people's situations is depressing and draining and having a disabled child is tiring enough without adding to that. I tell myself that life might not be what I expected, but it'll still be brilliant as hard as that might seem at the beginning. I'd love to tell myself that it doesn't really matter that William isn't like other children, because he wouldn't have been like everyone else anyway. He would have been William regardless. I'd love to tell myself that I'll be grateful when he's bigger, and I see friends posting pictures of themselves in the rain, watching a football match, while I'm snuggled in the warm on the sofa having cuddles. I'd tell myself to be grateful that I don't have to deal with tantrums, and I won't be subjected to kids' TV programmes. And I tell myself that if I looked really, really hard, there will be some silver nilings, no matter how dark the cloud might seem right now. Come and get in touch. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Mums Missions or on Instagram as The Mum on a Mission.